On today's Locked On Texan podcast, draft coverage continues with another NFL draftee hopeful, and the Houston Texans drop their own mock draft. Are they foreshadowing what's to come this upcoming Thursday? We'll dive into that on this episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. But first, Cody, let's start the week off right. Are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome everybody to a Monday edition of the Locked On Texan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman, joined by none other than Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis. Cody, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the draft is this weekend, right? This About Thursday. Uh, and you know what? I want to shout out to everybody at the NFL on the NFL channel for locked on, grinding, you know, working tirelessly to cover the draft the best way they can. And we continue with our draft coverage here today with Raheem Blackshear, running back out of Virginia Tech. That's going to be a very interesting conversation. But before we dive into that, speaking of the draft, if you guys follow the Houston Texans on Twitter, that you may have you may have seen it. If not, I definitely want to let you guys go no, let you guys know to go follow. Excuse me, the Houston Texans on Twitter at Houston Texans. They released their own mock draft with number one overall, Aiden Hutchinson. We don't pick number one, so that doesn't matter. With number two overall, Trevon Walker. We don't pick number two, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> with number three overall, Ahmad Gardner. Followed by at four, Kevon Thibodeau, five, Evan Neal, six, Malik Willis, seven, Derek Stingley, eight, Iki Ikwanu, nine, Jermaine Johnson. Happy to see the young man crack top ten. He has mm. an uber amount of talent. Uh, ten, Garrett Wilson, eleven, Jamison Williams, twelve, Trent McDuffie, and once again, we draft at thirteen, wide receiver Chris Olave. I want to look at number three, Cody. Of course you do. You do it. But for the Texans drafting three overall, is this foreshadowing? I think so. I think so because is Mac Main a fortune teller? (laughs) When I go back to Nick Asirio's press conference, um, he talked about how you know, this is not going to be, let's say, a Lovey Smith pick or a Pep Hamilton pick or a Nick Casario pick. He said that this is going to be a Houston Texans pick. However, he did mention that, of course, as the head coach, they're going to con- they're going to heavenly consider what Lovey Smith's what Lovey Smith need and what Lovey Smith actually kind of wants. And when you go back and you take a look at another press conference that. Lovey Smith had, I think it was like two weeks ago at the start of voluntary OTAs. Lovey Smith came out and said that he did not have the cornerbacks in order to run his defense. Now, look, I've been around Lovey Smith for almost a year now, going back to 
him being a defensive coordinator for this team. And there's one thing I will say about Smith. Smith is one of those guys where he's going to make it known when he needs something to be done in order to run, not the Texans defense, his defense. And right. John, once again, when you take a look at that number three overall pick, you take a look at the top two defensive back, the top two corners is either Sauce or Stingley. I like Stingley, I did, but there's just too many questions surrounding him right now. I think as of right now, when you take a look at Sauce Gardner, he is going into the draft with a lot of momentum. You talk about a guy, and you was on this train first. You're talking about a guy who did not allow a touchdown through his entire college career. That 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 young man has a lot of potential. And it that pick right there at number three just makes too much sense for the Houston Texans. Yeah, and I think one thing that separates Gardner from Stingley is, is not talent. It, it, it isn't ceiling because I think their ceiling is super high as well. It isn't potential. It's availability. Yes. And we've yes. seen more of Gardner than we've seen of Stingley. And I think Stingley is an amazing athlete. I think he is a great corner uh, from when he was healthy on the field at the collegiate level. When you look at Amar Gardner, when he checks every box, and this is a franchise that has historically been unable to draft cornerbacks and have great mm. cornerback play from the players that they drafted. The greatest cornerback in Texan history was a free agent in Jonathan Joseph. So I look at this, and you, you look at where Nick Casario came from in New England. They have traditionally had good corners. You look at what Levy Smith mentioned he wants, he wants a good corner. This is a team that I don't think really is playing to what people want, and that's to be terrible to have another top quarterback trying year next year's draft or whatever the case. I think they want to be competitive and win some games. To do that, I need my players on the field, and if there isn't a, a worry or a question mark on whether or not you'll be able to play on the field based off your past resume, then you take the best player, and that best player has also been available as well. So I, I like Sauce Gardner at 313 for hmm. me with Chris Olave. Listen, I don't think drafting a receiver is out of the question for Houston. They've co commented several times how they have to build around Davis Mills, which is important. I get it. I understand. And when I rumble off the top two wide receivers taken – at 10 and 11, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams. So they're already off the board. I think Chris Olave, who I believe is better than Garrett Wilson, by the way. But I think that hmm. if you want to fill that wide receiver role, then yes, you do go with Olave. I think he's a technician at wide receiver. I think he's a wide receiver that can run every route fluidly, and he does have top-end speed, right? So that is plus, 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 and he has good hands. Then I will also look at 13 because we addressed this last week. Why would anybody want to draft a right tackle or a left tackle and move them inside, hmm. right? We talked about Equino. We talked about Evan Neal and why I think if you're going to draft those guys and move them inside immediately, that will be a fail. But we understand that we have looked at the need for interior guard play and upgrade. Well, I would look at a Zion Johnson at 13. And the only reason why I wouldn't go with an edge rusher at that point is because at number nine, Based off what we're looking at, the Houston Texans mock draft, number nine, Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson is off the board, who I think can also mm. have as great of a career of what we're projecting than an Aiden Hutchinson or a Kevon Thibodeau. So and I, I've been blown away by Jermaine Johnson 
since the senior bowl uh, down in Mobile, went back and watched some full tape on that young man. Listen, guys, if you, the Houston Texans are able to land Gardner and Johnson, even Gardner and, John, and, and well, they're both Johnson, Zion or Jermaine, then you guys have to understand they are getting the two best players at their position unquestionable, especially with Zion Johnson. So 13 is where for Houston – they can look to trade it. They can look to address wide receiver or a rush, an edge rusher. But I do love the number three overall pick because I've been loving it the last couple of months. Yeah, and 13 could be on the move. We actually heard that from Nick Casario um, last week during his press conference. I believe it was last Thursday. But, John, look, <laughs> if the Houston Texans do keep the number three overall pick and 13 and they come away with Sauce and Olave, that will be a huge win in the first round for your Houston Texans. Absolutely. I want to let you guys know about Athletic Greens AG1. It's a lifestyle-friendly product. Whether you eat keto, vegan, excuse me, dairy-free, and is gluten-free. contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one thing with the best thing. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with third-party product iteration uh, production. One thing that I love about it is it's it's not expensive. It's very cost effective. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing, you're investing, excuse me, in your health. And it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And I have a cold brew habit. I love to toss a beer back and watch the game. And I tell you what, getting up in age. And I want to have more mental clarity. And I want to be more alerted. I want my alertness to be at an all-time high. So I am investing in AG1 by Athletic Green. And I really think... Everybody who's checking out the Locked On Texan podcast, I tell my friends about it. I tell my family about it. This is the one product that I truly believe in. And to make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free year, one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the daily, ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Big announcement for the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts on Thursday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Available on Locked On NFL, YouTube, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back, Locked On Texan fans, viewers, and listeners out there. Today is Monday, and we are continuing each day-to-day step by interviewing and speaking, having conversations with the NFL draftee, hopeful the prospects that have been busting their asses since hmm. high school, and it's no short of today. Welcome to the Locked On Texan Podcast, Raheem Blackshear, Virginia Tech, V Tech. What's going on, man? 
Man, I can't complain, you know, man. I'm blessed. I'm excited for the draft. Yes, sir, Raheem. Um, before we get started, the draft is this Thursday. How I, how does it feel to be so close to being drafted into the NFL? Because I'm pretty sure this is something that you have been training for, working for, praying about ever since grade school. I mean, it's definitely unreal, you know. I've been working my whole life for this. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, it's God's plan for me. You know, I'm blessed. I wake up every morning, I'm grinding. So it's my hard work going to pay off. Yes, sir, Raheem, you know, part of the reason why you're in this situation today is because you were able to establish yourself as one of the top Swiss Army knives entering the 2022 NFL Draft as a running back who can excel both in the passing game and in the running attack. Um, And, a lot, and some people actually compared you to Debo Samuel. So... Everyone knows what it means to be a Swiss Army Knight for a team. We all know about the game planning. But can you talk about the benefit of what it means to be a Swiss Army Knight from a player standpoint? For me personally, I feel like, you know, defensive matchups, you know, you're creating problems all over the field. So I can play outside, inside receiver. And also me motioning out as a running back, as to a slot receiver will put me in one-on-one -on -one with a linebacker. So it's kind of confusion for defenses. So just being able to be all over the field, also on special teams, it's just like you getting a three-for-one deal. You know, coming out of Archbishop High School out in Philadelphia, uh, you had offers from Syracuse, Temple, other programs. And when it comes to the spotlight, because when you get those big-name offers in high school, you're going to be in the spotlight, your neighborhood, your family, your friends, the whole nine. But when it comes to that spotlight, it always seems like you, you've been there. But that can kind of diminish your journey. Can you let us know and open up a little about a little bit about your journey going from Rutgers, starting your collegiate career at Rutgers, ending off at VTech, and then getting ready for the NFL? So I'm, you know, I'm grow, I grew up in Philadelphia, so I'm from Philly. You know, we all hard nosed, you know, players, so we all know it's never going to be given to us. So one thing we always knew we had to ground for everything. So I ended up going to Archbishop High School. I had a you know a couple good years there. I had Mark Webb, you know, and also Kyle Pitts on my team. So we had kind of, they said we had like a, a bomb team. You know, they said we was a cheating team. But, you know, we all live around the same neighborhood. So we all transferred to Archbishop Wood. So we had a better education, whatever. You know, won a state championship. And now I got all the big school offers, you know. I was committed to Michigan State. Then it was just like I'm going real far from home. And I wanted to be close to my parents and everything so they can come watch me play. So I ended up going to Rutgers. Uh, had an amazing first couple years there. Ended up transferring to VTech. And, you know, just the rest was all written from there. You know, it was just time to ball. And VTech, I feel like, set me up to be ready for the next level. Now, I hear Philly all in your voice. I got a couple of friends from Philly. And then, of course, we love Meek Mill down yeah. south like everybody else loves them. Who's on your playlist right now as you get ready day-to-day, -day, getting prepared to work out, going through the training process? Some of your top artists on your playlist that kind of help you get ready for the day. So, you know, I always start off with Meek Dreams of Nightmare, you know, be from Philly, so I got to play yeah. that. You know, got to make sure I wake up and get that going. You know, I got a couple of local guys like Quilly Mills. I got a little baby. And I'm real life. I'm a smooth dude, so I like R&B. So when I'm in my, you know, by the weather of the storm, I'm listening to R&B. I'm real smooth, you feel me? Awesome, awesome, man. <laughs> I love those musical choices. Um, You mentioned that you were – you had committed to Michigan State, but you decided to decommit and go to Rutgers, you know, to be close to the family. So I understand you was the one who actually put in all the hard work on the field in the training room. But can you just talk about the people that actually help you get to this point where you are today? 
So me personally, I'm always going to say my mom and dad, you know, without them, I wouldn't be in like the predicaments I'm in, you know, pending me through Catholic school and everything. I have a girlfriend, you know, who pushed me every day. So without them, it would just be hard for me. You know, I got my best friend You're going to school to be a doctor. So we all been level-headed. So we all been on the right track. You know, how were you able to stay motivated during the 2021 season with, you know, if we can be honest, an inconsistent defensive play? And I know it was even harder with a middle-of-the-season firing of head coach uh, Justin Fuente. How difficult was that for you? And then how were you able to stay motivated? I feel like it's very difficult for a team. You know, your coach getting fired early in the week before a couple before a game. It was difficult, but you know, we all try to handle it like a pro. So we had we was a player led team. I feel like so just having like that captain leadership that we had, we just had to keep pushing forward. In terms of the NFL, um, you got to get on the field. You want to get on the field. You want to do whatever you can to get on the field. How important is this special teams game to you? So the special teams game will be real big. You know, just being able to play kick return, punt return able to run down, punt block, you know, I feel like just showing my versatility in any way possible to keep you on the team for as long as possible. Raheem, one thing I noticed about you since we started this interview is you seem like a real humble guy. And, you know, my next question. Even with the trophies back there, right? <laughs> yeah, even one, with all two, the trophies three, back four. there. <laughs> you know, one thing I noticed about you, man, you, you seem like a real humble guy. How are you able to stay so grounded, especially considering, like John pointed out, you got all the trophies back there. You have people, you know, entering the draft, comparing you to Debo Samuel, and you're talking about one of the most versatile, best players in the game today. So me personally, you know, I just stay grounded. You know, I pray a lot. You know, I trust in God's plan. You know, my parents always tell me stay level-headed, and, and I don't really don't get into the hype, you know. So one thing about me is just, like, I, I, I'm big on God. I'm big on my faith. And I know in one chance, one opportunity, you can just lose everything. So one thing I always say is stay humble and give everything you got. Mm. I do want to circle back real quick to you mentioned that you decommitted from Michigan State, one of the biggest schools in the country in terms of the production that they put out there and being in the Big Ten because you wanted to be closer to home. Now with the NFL, you have limited options. You don't have a lot of these programs universities. You have 32 teams. Let's say you are drafted by the Houston Texans, i.e. locked on Texans, or we're talking about Debo Samuel, who has mentioned he don't necessarily want to be in California. Let's say you go to Cali or Atlanta or Florida. How will you be able to balance that? So, you know, personally, I know my family is one one thing about them, they're always going to travel to my games. So one okay. thing I always know, my family, as long as I got them come to my games, I'm big excited. My girlfriend going to be coming with me wherever I go. She got a remote job. So uh, my life, you know, my life is going to be pretty good. So I should be blessed wherever I get decided, wherever I go. I see a lot of, you know, as we mentioned, trophies back there. And it seems like there's more than one sport. I don't know if that's like a volleyball or something back there. So can you just talk about if you had an opportunity to play other sports and how were you able to excel in that as well? So I played every sport except for hockey. So I played baseball, football, box, you know, uh, soccer. So I feel like my parents put me in every sport, you know, to be, you know, the best athlete you can be. So I got a couple, you know, first place medals, a couple of basketball trophies. You know, they be hating on my basketball skills, but I was all right. <laughs> basketball trophies. You say you played every sport. What is it about football that drew you to it that has you on the cups of starting an NFL career? So my older brother was a linebacker, you know, and we always played football on the block. I was always the fast kid, you know, and I always wanted to be the toughest. I wanted to be just like my big brother. Mm -hmm. So just just being around him, you know, seeing him hit people. And I was like, this is a way for me to hit somebody and not get in trouble. So I took advantage of it. <laughs> I took advantage of it. 
at any point, have you ever considered just walking away? Or maybe you got difficult, dark times that a lot of people may not know about, or maybe an injury. Have, at any point during your playing career, did you think that maybe this isn't for me? If so, how, how were you able to overcome that thought? So me personally, I, I pray a lot. So, you know, it'd be them hard times. You know, I had a couple of deaths in my family, you know, recently, not too long ago. It was hard, you know, but it was just sometimes you got to know how to pitch your head down and just believe in God, just keep pushing through it. So I, that's one thing that always motivated me. That's, I got my family on my back. I got my city on my back. So I just keep going. Mm. One of the things um, I, I, I realized, Philly kid, you're talking mm. about a, a city that produced some of the greatest athletes that we have ever seen. They produced one of my favorite athletes in Allen Iverson. So can you just talk about some of the people within um, Philly that you actually had an opportunity to grow up with? You know, it could, it, other than your brother, you know, it could have been like someone you saw on TV, you know, other kids in the neighborhood, you know, like I say, the city of Philadelphia has a lot of great athletes. So, you know, uh, DeAndre Swift is one of like one of my great friends and everything like that. We look at each other like cousins. Uh, Mark Webb for the 49ers is uh not for the for now for the for the Chargers. That's my best friend, uh Kyle Pitts. You know, we all worked out, we trained work when we was young, training together, and I feel like we've just been grinding together. So we have been having fun since we was kids, and this has been a game that we've been, been going hard for. Mm. Last question before getting out of here. NFL draft is on Thursday. Pretty sure you excited. Yeah. If an NFL scout runs across Locked On Texans, they see your name. They listening to the interview. They like everything that they hear so far. If there is one pitch that you can make to that NFL scout, what would it be? The one thing I'm gonna say is that you're getting a player going to come every day to work. You're getting a versatile player. Why well, I always say, why go get a running back and a receiver? We can have a running back that can do it all. Hmm. But one thing I would say to him is that come get somebody that can do everything that you need. So that's my pitch for him. I'm assuming you've mentioned family a lot, remote girlfriend, your your mom, they travel. I'm assuming y'all going to be at home in Philly for the draft, right? So I'm going to have a draft most likely in probably like New York. I'm going to be around my family, you know, wherever I'm I get my name from. Yeah. Okay. So who, but who cooking now? That's what I want to know. What's, what's oh, on yeah, the menu? Know. So my dad's going to be throwing it down most likely, you know, get some fried chicken going on, man. You know, okay. get a little, <laughs> I got to get one cheat day in, so hopefully I get a little cheat day. Then I'm back there, you know, eating healthy and clean. Okay, Danny with the fried chicken, man. Thank you for stopping by Locked on Texas podcast. We really enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully with all of those trophies back there, you will be able to add an NFL jersey to it as well uh, this upcoming weekend. Before we get out of here, where can everybody follow you on Instagram, Twitter, your social media, anything that you're comfortable putting out there? So you can follow me on Instagram at heem underscore underscore two. And my Twitter is speedy underscore heem. You know, man, it's going to be a fun future. Y'all going to enjoy it. Make sure. I'm going to go ahead and do that follow on Twitter right now. Speedy underscore Heem. Yes, sir. I got y'all. Raheem, thank you so much for stopping by Locked On Texans, man. Good luck with everything. Hopefully we have an opportunity to do this again, man. We be rooting for you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I want to ask you guys a question, and that is, have you tried the Puffs by Bill Bar? If you haven't, you're missing out on Bill Bar's best-tasting bar, one of their best-tasting bars. The Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they're also covered in 100% 
real chocolate. All bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including the puffs. 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. Go to build.com, scroll down to the macros chart. You may be blown away. High protein, low calories, high fiber, low carb. Most Bill Bar contains 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, only four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually carries around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, excuse me, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texas your first listen every day. Make sure you are continuously listening to the Locked On Texas podcast throughout the week to hear the process from all of the NFL draftee prospects that we have lined up for you guys on our show. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, with this Monday installment of Locked on Texans. And look, the NFL draft is going to get kicked off on Thursday. I can't wait for it. And, John, in the first segment, we talked about the Houston Texans doing their own mock draft, and they came away with a mild sauce Gardner at three and Chris Olave at 13. One thing I love about the NFL draft, you see a whole bunch of mock drafts. And, John, over the past week or so, I've seen a couple mock drafts that had Aiden Hutchinson fall outside of the top two. Um, I've seen the Jacksonville Jaguars take Iki Aquanu. I have seen the Detroit Lions at two pick either Sauce or Malik Willis. If the Houston Texans have an opportunity to get their hands on Aiden Hutchinson at three, do you or do you not see them pulling the trigger on Hutchinson? Man, I can't answer that. I can't answer that because we don't truly know where Houston has him ranked right now on their draft board. So just like we do mock drafts, just like we go do simulations and you know different websites, we can have fun and spark our own conversations. NFL teams have their own draft board. And with those draft board, and I remember, can't recall the exact conversation, but I do remember a conversation where Nick Casario uh, talked about players that they may really like. They just know that they won't be available by the time that they pick, right? And hmm. I go back to where, uh, not Christian Barmer, because the Patriots drafted him, but Allen, Jonathan Allen, that was drafted by the watch, excuse me, uh, the Washington Commanders, was working out, and Bill Belichick was there, and he was like, "Bill, I would love to be a Patriot." Bill looked at him and said, "So you're not going to make it to, to by the time we pick." So mm. I say that to say that you know, don't know how important or where Houston ranks him as a player because when we're talking about Sauce Gardner and we go through this mock draft, well, it may be because. He may be the best player available, or it may be because he is the player that Lovey Smith wants. We just don't know with Aiden Hutchinson. And I have seen some draft boards where he's sliding down, right? And, you know, I, I think some of these drafts are just ridiculous. People make up reasons to believe anything that they want. <laughs> with that being said, it's difficult to determine and for me to give an answer on 
whether or not I think Houston should take him over a player that I think will be there, over a player that I think will, you know, you may be able to find an edge rusher later in this year's, I mean, in this draft that can be effective as well. But are you going to be able to find a corner that has shown he can be locked down in man coverage and that can be very effective in zone coverage? That's very difficult to do in the NFL. So it's, it's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know where Houston has him on their draft board. <laughs> and him giving off J.J. Watt vibes does not hurt him <laughs> as well, right? Like when you look at Aiden Hutchinson, you can Photoshop 99 on Aiden Hutchinson. Some folks wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, and I think if Hutchinson is there at three, I can see the Houston Texans drafting him only because just like in the first segment, we talked about how Lovey Smith said he did not have the cornerbacks in order to run his defense. Remember at the start of the NFL combine, he did say that the defensive line is the engine to his defense. So it's going to be very interesting to see, but John, once again, another scenario I'm throwing out there. Let's say for example, if the Houston Texans are sitting at three and both sauce and Hutchison are there, who do you take? I'm going to go off the limb and say, I will prefer Sauce only because I, Hutchison has a lot of promise, but my only concern about Hutchison is, one, he was a late bloomer. Two, he only had one good year, one dominating year in college. Of course, that was last year at Michigan versus when you look at a guy like Sauce, he has been a lockdown corner ever since stepping into the door of Cincinnati. And I, I just think, when you talk about the importance of the Houston Texans draft in 2022, they have to rely more on what you know, what is out there on film versus what could possibly be. Yeah, I agree. And again, um, it'd be, it's difficult for me to go against what I've been saying that I, I just think, man, I just think sauce has star potential. And I do think the same with Hutchinson, by the way, I no doubt about it. <laughs> But when you scan this draft, how many edge rushers can you bring in? Can you draft if you're Houston that can provide you with, with, with what you need on the defensive line? Compare that to the cornerbacks. I don't know if this if that number weighs out evenly. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of Monday edition of the Locked On Texan podcast. Make sure you are subscribing to the YouTube page at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman. 12 and make sure you're following us on youtube subscribe like comment subscribe again tell your cousin that go to ebenezer baptist church and let put us on a prayer <laughs> list and let everybody in the choir in the sanctuary know to follow us at locked on texans subscribe on youtube and as always i'm your host cody davis let me turn my new my new texans hat around so everybody okay. can see you know what i'm okay. saying you know, first off the guys. box Exactly. You know, you know, I think my signature is having my snapback on. So, you know, you know, I got the snapback on because of that. But, you know, but uh, as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.